Hello, and welcome to episode 281 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Sam Willis, creator of Raze. Raze is coming to Kickstarter uh, with issue five. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Sam, thanks so much for, for joining us. Let's uh, do as we normally do when we lead off. We, we ask for two things. We ask for a quick bio and an elevator pitch about this comic. Yes. So my name is Sam Willis. I am the co-creator of Ray's Comics. It is a zombie lore-esque comic. Um, elevator pitch is pretty simple. Um, it's pretty much if the story goes and shows how if a deadly virus was to take over the world, and it falls about eight high schoolers and they kind of try to figure their way and they're pretty much just trying to survive. And you see, as we go along with these issues, it's going to get more and more complicated. Very cool. So you mentioned your, your co-creator. Um, what is your creative role in, in this book? Um, it's a little bit of everything right now, but um, I am the writer. Uh, most importantly, um, I do a lot of the marketing on social medias and um, I've actually been learning i'm in the process of learning of uh line art and then inking as well okay and are you doing any of that on on this book or on this series yeah so right now um so on issue two that we released um i was helping my co-creator do a lot of the uh finalization for the inking process and then um for issue five i'm doing a lot of the like basic line art and then i'm having my co-creator and my uh slash artists go in and kind of uh, finish the pages off. Very cool. Uh, Noah, I'll turn things over to you for, for your very first question. Uh, yeah, so what's the inspiration for the story? Oh, man, there's there's uh, many inspirations. So uh, kind of a little backstory, but me and my co-creator, we met, we met in seventh grade, and it, this, uh, this whole comic kind of started off of a what-if kind of question. And we kind of just went down the rabbit hole 15 years later. Um, but the inspiration, I would say, is I don't know if anyone's gamers here, but we were huge gamers back in the day. And uh, one of the games we kind of leaned on the most, I would say, is Left 4 Dead. So that's probably one of our biggest inspirations. And you're going to kind of see a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, I would say, um, inspirations from other genres as well. Uh, we, we say we're a horror genre, but really an umbrella the horrors that bring people in but we have romance we have action um we have over the top gore so there's a lot of different elements that we're trying to put in this book that's awesome and uh what what i'm sorry you said at the beginning what issue is this what number so this is number five so we're about um i would say we're almost three years into production from issue one to five wow um and issue one, it really took us like four times to get right <laughs> because uh, we, we like finished an issue and then we're like, yo, this is crap. We need to throw this away. And then we kind of started all over again. So we really wanted to refine our storytelling and the visuals of our comic. That's so cool. That's like three years for a Kickstarter comic is really impressive for yes. five issues. Yeah, so we kind of like we uh like really early on in our career, we tried to do a Kickstarter, but we didn't know the platform, we didn't know how it operated. So we came out with four issues without Kickstarter. And then as I started to market a little bit more and be on the be a little bit more intensive on that side, uh, we saw that obviously Kickstarter was almost like a must that you need to do it um, in the indie platform. And that's kind of what we're trying to hope for on issue five. 
So is five the the first time you guys are, are going to Kickstarter? Yeah, correct. So it's okay. a little bit wonky, but um, a little bit of a spoiler. But uh, when you come to our Kickstarter on on the fifth issue, is there is going to be a lot of I think um, very there's going to be inclusion on the issues that people may not have read because we obviously know we're a little bit under the radar. So we honestly want to include some of these issues as well. But issue five is really the star of the show for this Kickstarter. And so is the plan to offer sort of like a, a catch-up tier, both digitally and physically? And Correct. then maybe if somebody is, is seeing this Kickstarter, they're seeing it five, are you going to have some sort of like synopsis that like if, if somebody comes in at five, they'll, you know, maybe at the front of the book, it'll be like, hey, this is where we are in the, in the story point. And, you know, we're going to get you, you know, hit the ground running here. Yeah, so I would, I would, um, it's hard because I know American comics and the way they like to do it is, you know, they like to play catch up with every issue that you're reading. So you can kind of jump in wherever you can. Um, and I think we have a lot of characters. So we're trying to, I would say, uh, fix the details in it to make it feel a little bit more, uh, you know, easier to come when you go on from issue to issue, say you didn't read issues one through four. So I think um, issue five is a really easy premise. It's not too complicated. And you'll kind of see if you go to our pre-launch page too, you'll see that synopsis for issue five and it's very very simple and to the point so i think anyone who picks up that book is going to know what's happening very cool and um you know you, you mentioned that this was sort of a, a long you know process you know you, you you've met your co-creator in seventh grade you guys have mm -hmm. remained friends for all that and you mentioned that we're following eight characters where were they you know early on were these eight characters um attached to this this story or over time did you say hey you know what let's uh let's uh let's let's build the team up a little bit let's let's add this person here you know maybe we need mm -hmm. you know somebody who's um you know comedic relief maybe we need somebody who's like the analytical like you know you know brainiac person um were those eight people always there or did they sort of build with the story yeah so <laughs> when we first started it wasn't eight but we kind of like i wouldn't say it, it didn't really take that long till we do we wanted to do eight uh because pretty much when we made this story it was we wanted to create a world that was so dangerous that you needed eight people to survive okay. like if you didn't have numbers you weren't able to make it through this world and i think um as we kind of went on year after year building these characters and kind of seeing how they evolved and seeing what they were going to be about it was kind of like uh it was like a time bomb is is essentially what you're going to see in these in this story is like it's a bunch of high schoolers and it's a bunch of them just going at each other's heads and just not knowing what to do because it's like if you graduate high school and you see this infected coming at you i don't think you would have the skill set to kind of combat it you know so it's really going to be very sloppy in the beginning uh for our eight characters but as you see as you follow the story you're going to see kind of that slow progression to them being able to handle themselves eventually cool and, and, and to have younger kids um probably helps you have a lot of story elements you know obviously a lot of us are familiar with The Walking Dead, and you know mm -hmm. we get we get Shane and we got we get Rick. They're you know they're law enforcement guys that you know know how to handle a firearm, know how to like sort of handle situations. So they sort of um, are able to take control. But like with this, it's sort of you can play with the story, like you know figuring out you know how are we going to get out of this situation? What should we do in this situation? So um, 
having the younger kids and I'm guess maybe you guys being, you know, middle school kids moving into high school, um, mm-hmm. you know, th- that must have been fun for you to be able to play oh, with yeah. that <laughs> and to sort of be in that same sort of headspace at the same time, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was kind of like uh, when we were coming up with these characters, it was it was really like cool because a lot of people don't know this, but that, like a few characters are based off of real people, you know, more or less. Mm-hmm. They're not exactly like they are in the comic, but um, there's a lot of inspiration from real uh, real life experiences. Um, and I would even say like me and my co-creator talk all the time. We don't put ourselves in the comic, but there are elements to these characters where like, yeah, that's how I think. Or, yeah, that's how my brother thinks. Or that's how I know someone who thinks. And uh, I would say like going into the real world and like we almost like try to study how someone will react, you know, because the best, I think, experience, at least for characters, is is seeing a character. I know we all know someone who's really over the top, whether you work with them or whether you've met someone in high school. Um, and that I think is what creates a really good character, you know? Cool. Noah, um, I'm going to turn things over to you for, for the next question. Yeah. I just wanted to know if you would, would you mind walking us through sort of what the creative process is like with you and your co-creator? Like what, what, what does the creation of a comic look like? Oh man. So Pretty much so to kind of break it down. So issue one. Um, so we're me and my co-creator, we're normal people. We work full-time jobs just like anybody else. So this is a passion project. We, we really try to find the time to do this. And I think we found a really good schedule moving into issue five. But issue one through four, man, was a struggle. I mean, issue one, my co-creator, uh, he drew the first half of issue one. And then he had to step off of it because it was just taking us so much time. And it was he had a tablet and then the tablet broke and it was just a bunch of hiccups that came along the way. So we had to hire some people pretty much from issue one all the way into four. And then uh, we kind of parted ways creatively. And then me and my co-creator said, look, if this is going to get done, I don't want to go through another artist. I don't want our style to change. And I'm, I'm game for our style to change one more time, but it's gotta be concrete this time around. We got to find someone who's reliable. And we just kind of said, man, if anyone's going to get this done, it's going to be us. This is our passion project and we want to blame anybody else. We can't, it's, it's on us now, you know? So we kind of just tried and we're in the process of doing that now where I think we have a six to seven step, I think process for issue five. Um, right now we kind of have, um, I'm going on with my, uh, my little brother who's doing the storyboards and we're doing the storyboards all together and running down pages and how visually we want these pages to look. Um, and then we're going on a phone and we're kind of like, uh, we're getting like different poses, like pretty much messing around with 3D models and trying to create these poses for these characters. Cause it's not just about characters standing like this or just being all stiff. So we really wanted to create some sort of personality with every page that passes. And then my co-creator is drawing them on, on, uh, paper and pencil and then we're scanning them and then I'm drawing in the line art and then he's going back in and he's finishing it off with shading and color and then we're we're both coming together and we're adding in the speech bubbles at the very end (laughs) so a full-on process (laughs) um so the the writing process um you know 
you, you mentioned that you're coming in there at the end and, and you're both lettering, but like mm-hmm. early on, are you, are you both sitting down to, to, to outline it being like, you know what, this is like the beginning of our issue, the midpoint of our issue, the, the, the climax of our issue. Um, and then do you write for a little bit, hand the document over to him and say, Hey, this is where I, I got us. What do you think? Or is it like, uh, more of like a live document where you guys are going in there like all the time and, and, you know, constantly just making little tweaks until, until you get it to where you want it. Yeah. So I would say is, uh, as far as the writing comes along, I always say is, uh, our partnership is like, I, I have ADHD and I'm always all over the place. Usually when it comes to writing, um, I think my co-creator keeps a little bit more grounded. He's kind of the, uh, he's the machine. So I'll have 80,000 different ideas and whichever one goes through the machine and comes out, that's the one we're using. Mm-hmm. Cause we're always asking ourselves, like, will this work? You know, like we could do over the top crazy stuff, but it has to make sense at the end of the day. Um, and I would say it is like, it is very much of, it depends on what issue we're on, but um, when we're writing these things, it's really like a collective, like, okay, let's brainstorm what we want to do. And then let's kind of go and take turns on like, I do eight pages, hand it off to you, see what you like of those eight pages. We can kind of converse and see where we are, if we both like it, or if we're kind of like, let's start all over again. So it's really, it's really balancing a middle ground, I would say. Um, And a lot of these stories that I think you're going to see, and a lot of these issues that are going to come out, I would say in the next five years, um, They've been pre-planned and there's been a lot of edits and going back and making sure that everything makes sense, that it feels right, that the tone is good, and that each issue kind of has its own little message in it, because that's kind of how we develop our stories. Like issues one through four, I would say, are completely different in the regard and the point we're trying to get across. Cool. And, you know, it seems like you have a lot of varying steps you know people handling different things are there days that like you are um you know finishing up the 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 line art on a page and your co-creator is maybe penciling the the page uh beforehand and you guys are still sort of um you know maybe you're not in that like writing phase but you're more in like the the art phase but you're still sort of like um you know bouncing ideas back and forth or is that mostly done in the writing and you know outlining phase uh, no, I mean, we, it could be two o'clock in the morning. We're texting each other. Like I have this awesome idea. I mean, the forum is always open, you know, it's cool. never closed. Um, and like really when we started this thing, we were always like, cause like when we we're in seventh and eighth grade, we didn't really have like, like we had cell phones, but they weren't like cell phones. Now um, they were like flip phones. So like we'd call each other and say, Hey, I just watched this really sick movie and I got this idea for this thing we could do in the story. And it was kind of just like, wherever, whenever, as long as you got the idea, I want to hear it. And do you, do you read zombie fiction or or do you, do you stay away from, from zombie fiction to not, um, to not be influenced? Uh, I guess it's like a double-edged sword. Like you can be Mm -hmm. influenced, but if you like, you get, you know, if you start reading like, you know, all 150 issues of, of Walking Dead, you might be like, all right, um, this this storyline that I'm I'm doing, I realize that I'm I'm taking uh, you know a lot of plot points here. So what is it like inspiration or or let's let's stay away from that while while we're creating so we're not too influenced by it. 
Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's very hard. Um, one thing I try not to do because it's just like, it's just kind of how my brain works is after I watch something, I try not to write something mm-hmm. because I've noticed when I do that, I'm automatically copying what I just watched. Okay. So it's hard to have that uh, disconnect. Um, I think with the zombie genre and whole, I think um, it it's it's hard because what we're trying to do ultimately in this story is we're trying to give you zombie lore, um, but with a spin on it. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't even necessarily say we're a zombie book. Okay. Like there's a lot of inspirations zombie wise in the world, but. Um, there's not many things that I've seen that is doing what we're trying to do. So it's, it is the double-edged sword because no matter what you're watching, I think you can either go like really far, you can stop in the middle or you don't go far enough. And I think like a lot of these stories, you'll kind of see a lot of that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one thing we kind of, always tried to focus on in our story is we didn't want it to be these slow stupid zombies that is almost like a joke you know we wanted to have these fast creatures who can beat the crap out of you and you are frightened to death you know um so we have zombie inspiration but i still wouldn't consider our story a zombie story to be quite honest Okay, so I guess maybe my next question about sort of influences and, um, you know, I think a lot of people um, probably have encountered this in, in various ways with their storytelling is 2020, you have, a sto- you have a story about infected people. And in mm-hmm. 2020, you know, we, we faced a worldwide pandemic yeah. that we're, we, you know, we're still dealing with now. Is, mm-hmm. is there anything that you took from, you know, real world inspiration um, to, to put into the story? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but our story is literally called Raise. If you don't know the definition of Raise, it's literally means for a foundation to crumble. And throughout this story, you're going to see how the world reacts to a pandemic, to what's going to be cut off, what's going to continue. And I think, unfortunately, uh, we live through one of those scenarios. So, I mean... The first week people were buying toilet paper, which wasn't the best example, but, um, you know, I think anything's on the board, like you don't know how people are going to react when things like this happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a really uh, unique experience to kind of see it firsthand and it'd be like, oh, okay, this is how people would react or, oh, this is what would get shut down or, oh, this is how the world would work after a pandemic. So I think it was helpful in the fact because it, it, like a lot of the world building and a lot of the rules of the world is very concrete now because we've been able to live through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Noah, oh, uh, oh yeah. uh, over to you. Yeah. I was just going to ask, cause um, that sort of plays into what I, I, you brought up sort of like a, a lesson in each issue. Like, you know, the characters learn something or gain something by the end. Yeah. How do you um, like, I guess like, like, you know, it's sort of, I think of like, you know, what you're saying sort of feels like sort of thematically similar to The Walking Dead, where like sort of the focus of that book is the characters first, right? You know, Mm -hmm. and sort of the world and the lore. But like, I feel like The Walking Dead can be very pessimistic and Mm -hmm. like 
like the world is just crumbling, that kind of thing. And sort of sometimes people are crumbling and there's like optimism and pessimism in that. Are you guys like, are you sort of like more pessimistic with your characters or like more optimistic with sort of things? Like how do you try to balance the tone and, and, and things in, in the stories? I would say is a lot of these characters, like we do have characters that are very hopeful and we have characters that are like super pessimistic. Like they don't even want to introduce themselves to you. That's how <laughs> pessimistic they are. Um, and I think what we try to do, because with any zombie genre, it's, it's finding that line, I think, because the world is so dark in these genres and especially with horror um, it is really trying to find those those moments, those glimmer of hope that you can kind of instill in the story. Um, and I think you're going to get a lot of dark stuff from our story, but where we can, I think you're going to see, we try to throw some optimism in there. We try to say like, hey, you know, we got to work together together to get through this or, hey, we got to band together to just make it to the other side. Um, or just having those moments, like we've had moments in this, or we're gonna have moments in the story where, you know, like everyone can sit down and have like a meal together. Because I think like moments like that, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard because it's a zombie genre and everything's always chaotic. But I think you have to find some sort of normality, because these are real people. This mm-hmm. is the real world. And you got to find those areas where you can put that in there. So I think another thing that we get with uh, this this horror fiction, uh, I'm trying to stay away from from say, calling it zombie fiction, but like nobody nobody's safe, you know. That's that's mm-hmm. one of the again. I'm going to go to Walking Dead, but it's like you know beloved characters were 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 always um, you know getting killed and out of the story. You know, if you you read a you read a Star Wars book, you know Luke and Leia and you know Han are, are gonna get out of the the predicament. But like, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, Walking Dead, you know, anybody we, you know, we might lose them. And so to stay away from spoilers, but do you and your team like sit down and go, all right, if we're gonna lose like a, a character here to to you know amp up the stakes, do you do you do you, do you vote go, you know, number eight is my my least favorite uh you know person and that's the one i want to go and then your co-creator is like no i kind of like what we could do with them and let's 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 uh let's maybe if you do you know kill off a character like how much like debate between the team is like this is the person we should lose at this point and i'm not saying that that happens because uh, and you don't have to commit to that but like what's the sort of discussion if somebody was going to be uh you know one of the eight we were going to lose one of them do you guys sit down and go all right, this is, this is my vote for who we lose or, or, or how do you handle that? So I will say no one is safe. Like okay. this is a, this is a horror genre. So, you know, we always try to make our readers feel like they're on edge, but anytime we talk about a character and them ultimately, you know, being killed off or not continuing their story, it's really about how can we finish their arc? Like, uh-huh. where are they starting and where are they ending? Um, and obviously, we try to do it in a way where it's realistic because, you know, like anyone can die at any time. But there are certain things that we want to cover with our characters and certain things we want to do with our characters. Um, and it's ultimately where their journey is going to end. 
you know, and what is going to, how much of an impact is it going to have? Um, because I think like when you introduce a character and you try to get people invested, you're ultimately taking out one of your resources. You're taking away something that you've created over a good amount of time. So to end it, you kind of want to go out on a high. And that's kind of this, the discussion we have with me and my co-creator. Like, if we want to kill off someone, is their story over? Are they, is it all done? You know, and because there's going to be a lot of shock factor. There's going to be a lot of death. But I think our main eight characters are um, something that we, we hold really close to our heart. Not saying they won't die, but it's something that if they were to go, it has to be high impact on their story. And so this is my last, uh, I guess, my last story question, and then I'll check out with Noah. You know, we're at five here. Do you mm-hmm. guys have sort of your your end point um, that uh, that you know um, where you want to get to, and like about how many issues that that might take? Um, yeah. well, that's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, um, if you, if, yeah, if you want to answer that with staying away from as many spoilers. Um, as possible we'll, we'll we'll take you know the the discreet uh, answer yeah. <laughs> where you don't give away too much i w- i will say is where we are writing wise is five years in the future as okay. far and i'm not talking story wise i'm talking like physically five years in the future we have we have planned this story for over 10 years and we want this to be an epic giant world and we have a lot of story to tell um where that ends honestly i do not know um we just know is we want people to be invested with these characters cool um and i I guess this would be i i think i said my last question was my last story question but um this is more of like a production question if things are going you know, optimally, and you guys are, are producing. What is the, the 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 schedule that you guys hope for? Like one every every six months, one every one every year. What what if things are working as best as they can? What what kind of cycle do you, do you hope to be on? Um, well, right now, so for this year, I wouldn't really count it because we've had a lot of production issues with artists stepping on and off. Okay. Um, but. Our goal next year, 2023, and it's kind of what we're trying to build up to because we are 100%, you know, creator owned and produced now. Mm-hmm. Um, our goal is to have a um, three month timeline. We come out with an issue every three months. So we're hoping that in 2023, we're able to come out with four new fresh issues. And as we get further, more and more, because we have a lot of story to tell. And we want, we eventually want to get to a point where we're coming out with an issue every like month to month and a half. Um, That's ultimately the goal. Um, But right now we're, we're heavily focusing on balancing a job and working on this in our spare time. Um, But that's where we see ourselves in 2023 with four issues. Yeah. I think three months is like um, kind of almost like the, the best, case scenario if everything is, is running well because it's like a month to to produce the book a month to crowdfund the book and then like mm-hmm. a month a month to ship and then you're you're back in that 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 cycle exactly again, right? you want to have like that kind of rotation going and that's i mean we got me my uh me 
my co-creator, and then my little brother on storyboard. So we're trying to operate this year as trying to be a well-oiled machine. So when 2023 comes out, we're coming out of the gate running. Cool. Noah, uh, how about you? Uh, any, any story questions? And then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about crowdfunding. Yeah, let's move on to crowdfunding. Okay. So um, I think you mentioned this before, but the first four issues, you guys self-published those five were, were going to Kickstarter for the first time. Um, do you have any, do you have any experience with, with Kickstarter or is this going to be the, 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 the first time that you guys are, are, are you know, taking a product there? Um, yeah, this is going to be our first time, but I will say is um, I met a lot of cool people on Twitter. Uh, a lot of a lot of local indie creators who have done Kickstarters and I've gotten a lot of advice and a lot of help. Um, so I'm confident going into this Kickstarter. Um, we have like a lot of really cool rewards for this Kickstarter that I think a, a lot of people are going to be interested in just because this is the only place you're going to be able to get it. Uh, we haven't come out with anything like this. So I think it's it's a unique experience to kind of uh, – you know, come out the gate the first time and see how it goes and uh, trying to be a sponge on this process and try to just absorb as much as I possibly can. So even if it doesn't get funded, that our, our next time we have a better opportunity, a better chance, because it's all learning curve, you know. And um, have you have you watched other Kickstarters to see sort of like how the, the, the flow of things goes? Like, I don't know if any of the, the, the local or the, the people that you've been able to meet you or, or talk to on Twitter have sort of let you know that like you have a rush at the beginning, you have a dead mm-hmm. zone in the middle, and then, and then you have another sort of rush at the end. Like, have you, you know, talked about that or watched other campaigns to see how that sort of goes? Yeah. So I've been kind of trying to study as much as I possibly can, because like I said, this is our first Kickstarter. So we want it to be as legit as possible. And um, mm-hmm. it's, I've been trying to back as many campaigns as I can, just because I want to see, you know, how they're doing things, how their updates are going, how, you know, what their tiers are looking like. Um, I think the best thing ever is just the resources that we have at our fingertips, you know? So uh, since we decided to go on Kickstarter, I've been studying, researching, and doing everything possible to uh, hopefully have a very smooth uh, Kickstarter. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's hectic, but um, that is the goal. I, I've, I've watched a lot of people and, um, you know, it's campaign season, so we're ready. We're as ready as we're ever going to be. And, and when's, your, when's your launch date? So... We haven't picked an actual date yet, but we do know it's going to be the first week of July. Um, we're just finishing up two pieces of art right now, and uh-huh. we just want to make sure that we're in the proper timeline. So that way, th- th- we, we're planning on July 1st, but uh, I always know there's bumps in the road, so I'm just accounting for that just in case. But as of right now, we're thinking July 1st. So early July would be uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the best bet, right? Exactly, yeah. Oh. Noah, uh, any any questions on on you know Kickstarter, uh, you know crowdfunding and, and the like? Yeah, I'm asking this question just more out of like I, I really want to hear all of you guys talk at once. But do you guys plan on doing any promotion together? Any shows like the whole team come together and talk about your creative process? Just because um, I would I'd love to listen to all you guys. And how yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind it's a little bit more difficult, so. We're all working our full-time jobs, but um, my co-creator, he's going to be on a lot of different interviews with me. It's just 
unfortunately tonight is he works super late so he's mm-hmm. actually at work right now um but he wanted to be here um the only yeah but we're gonna we're gonna try to include everyone that's on the process the only one we can include is our cover artist because he's uh he's in europe that's where he's from so we won't be able to get him obviously on these interviews but we are trying to plan to uh try to have something in the works where after the campaign is done is to kind of have this like live stream or something where we can, you know, talk to the fans, you know, hopefully bring on some creators and try to set something up. So people get excited for that. And, you know, if they have any questions at all, or just want to talk to us, we're trying to set that up for that. Very cool. I think almost that, uh, that, almost that divide and conquer might work out well for you that like, if, if you're able to handle some of the, you know, the, the promotion at the, in the, in the evening hours, and maybe your, your co-creator is able to like handle some of the, the, the requests that the timeline might work out like more like midday and stuff like that, that actually might be a good, good scenario. Cause like, you know, I, lo- I work a lot with Noah. We're both in the same time zone. We both sort of mm-hmm. have the same work schedule. So it's like, Hey, if, if you want to, you know, do something with us, it's, it's, you know, we have a, like a smaller window. So I'm wondering if that sort of, division you have might might help you out there a little bit oh yeah definitely i mean we try to divide and conquer especially on a a process (laughs) like this (laughs) so i have a pretty standard question that i have that i I ask people that are running a kickstarter but you're getting ready to run a kickstarter do you envision yourself as a refresh the page every 30 seconds to see where you are are you going to be able to chill and like go do something for a while and and come back and look at the number and whatever it is, is is what it is um, I'm going to be honest. If we even get $50, I'll be happy. Uh, this is, this is, this is more than a blessing. Uh, really this Kickstarter is to obviously, uh, to help us out on the production side and to get us in more stores and get us in front of more eyes, but it's really to bring in people who haven't seen us, people who have no idea who we are. Uh, we've been doing this for almost three years now and I've, I meet people almost on a day-to-day basis that have no idea who we are. So it's a beautiful thing to kind of put your project out there and to get a bunch of eyes that, you know, you might not have access to on an everyday basis. So to answer your question, probably refresh every (laughs) few hours. Um, I'm very lucky where, where I work, where I have a lot of time to put a lot of stuff together and Mm -hmm. I'm sort of a habitual, uh, just, person who would look at stuff like that it's it's a it's very hard to stray away from that but i think the biggest thing is probably being on these social medias and promoting it i think i'm gonna uh, try to lean most of my energy and effort to that than to refreshing the page (laughs) yeah that's that's a good approach noah and i are noted uh crazy people who who refresh the page every every 30 seconds Uh, (laughs) um we we drive ourselves crazy so um Awesome. Well, you did mention social media, but before we do that, I'm going to check in with Noah before we sort of do the the closeout here. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear about, yeah. Let's hear about where we can find everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you can find us on Twitter. Um, So we do have an official uh, race comics Twitter page. So it is uh, raise comics. So at raise comics. And then if you want to find me, I am comics underscore raise and my name is 2% milk. I'm probably the only person who has that <laughs> header. Um, 
You can also find uh, my co-creator slash artist, uh, Trey, at Two Trays, uh, T-R-E-S. And then you can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Raise Comics official Facebook page. We have an Instagram, same thing, Raise Comics. And we are on Amazon. So if you want to come and find our books, we are also on uh, Global Comics, which is one of our favorite uh, independent online uh, comic book places to find our book. Um, but it's Global Comics and comics is spelled with an X. Yeah. Um, and you can just search Raise Comics and we're probably going to be the first ones. First two issues are actually free. So if you go now, you can read issue one and two, which is pretty nice. nice. Um, and yeah, I think and TikTok, which we don't use that much, but we have a few videos up there. Um, and I think that's it. Cool. Well, most importantly, we're going to have a, a link to the uh, the pre-launch link for anybody listening, you know, pull up your pod player, scroll down, hit that link. But we'll also include the uh, the social media uh, links so people can okay. stay up to date, you know, on this issue. And it sounds like, you know, we need to be following those links so that, you know, three months and then when we go into next year, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of news coming out there, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's where we're going to be posting too is a lot on, on these, uh, we try to stay current on our social medias with updates and news of us coming out with uh everything that you know either has to do with the kickstarter or the new issues cool so um that's awesome um but let's do this let's uh let's do we we did an elevator pitch but let's 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 dive a little bit deeper into the to the world of rays and then um you know let people know what they could expect when they when they get to check out this kickstarter in early july absolutely so if you are a zombie fan if you like a if you like a deeper delve into some characters and we got a bunch of them, um, if you like over the top gore, if you like crude humor, you're going to love this. I always tell people it's if I am, I am legend meets the boys. That's how I would compare it. Um, issue one, right out the gate, you're going to see us. It's going to come out running right out of the gate. Um, what we tried to do in Raze is we tried to create our own zombie. It's not a zombie. They are called infected. They are angry. They want to kill you. And they will do anything they can to do that. Um, and we got some pretty cool visuals, too. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, I think if you just go pick up issue one, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. Very cool. Well, um, it, I'm, I'm very intrigued and I'm going to be checking out this Kickstarter um, in, in July. Um, and I'd just like to say, you know, you have an open invite, you know, let's say it sounds like you guys have big plans next year. So maybe we could touch base, um, you know, next year and sort of find out the all things state, the state of this, this series. Oh, absolutely. We'll be happy to. And hopefully next time my co-creator will be out with me and we can all have, you guys can, uh, Ask of all the art questions. <laughs> very, very cool. Awesome. So once again, links to the, the Kickstarter will be in the show notes. Links to the, the guys' uh, social media will be there as well. So you can give us a rating and review with the pod service that you use. Really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, and that is at ConstructComPod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. 
Also, there will be a link to our Kickstarter uh, for Superior Sam, Everybody Needs a Home. Um, Noah and I are, are part of that book. Not quite sure there'll be a lot of crossover between a, a book about rescuing animals from a from a shelter and a and a zombie book, but you know, <laughs> you know, everybody loves everybody loves different stories. So maybe maybe there'll be somebody that's interested in both of those. There'll be good palate cleansers for each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, just check out the show notes for that. But I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.